with awakening, there's a sense of being okay with whatever happens. Now, in spirituality, a lot of times they talk about, you know, having no preferences as if it were a means to gain awakening, you know, so we can try to have no preferences, right? Anybody ever try to have no preferences? No, but the point is, if we're having to try not to have preferences, it means that we do have preferences, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't have to try. So just just thinking that I'll try to have no preferences and maybe that'll improve my chances of getting enlightened is um, is just backwards, right? Um, you know, the the point is to recognize that there. This body mind does have preferences, and we may be highly motivated by those preferences and see those in action and see the consequences of those. That's all instructional. What we find out eventually is that um, uh, there is the recognition that um, life is what is living through us and always has been. And we finally um, become into alignment with that and are okay with whatever happens. So the no preference concept in spirituality is a, is a byproduct of waking up. It's not a path to waking up. Does that make sense? So, you know, if we find ourselves, um, you know, not quite sure, you know, where exactly we are or what the next step may be, um, it's, it's useful not to, not to look too, try to look too far down the path, you know, like I'm here and, you know, full abiding enlightenment is somewhere off in the distance. How do I get from here to there? Um, whatever, whatever we come up with in answer to that question is bound to be conceptual, conceptual and imaginary. It's like the, um, you know, mythical carrot of eternal bliss hanging out there somewhere in the distance. How do I get there? But if our um, belief in what enlightenment is, is eternal bliss, and we're seeking that, then we have, you know, the body-mind trying to figure out how to attain a state of perpetual bliss, basically a high state that goes on forever. You know, it's like becoming intoxicated without the hangover. And it's really, uh, in essence, no different than seeking um, pleasure from, well, all the ways that people normally seek pleasure, you know, through power and wealth and fame and um, intoxicants and um, just you know, all, all these normal ways of seeking, you know, acquisition, all these normal ways to seek pleasure in, you know, normal everyday life. So, you know, when we think of, well, now I'm a spiritual person and what I, now what I know that I want, I don't want all those cheap thrills. I want, I want eternal bliss, right? But it's the same movement. It's the same movement of the personal self seeking self-aggrandizement, right? 